This podcast is supported by Siemens, your partner for industrial grade AI. Hey, it's Robert. Actually, we wanted to record another news part, but there was no time because our event AI in the Forest with Frank Hutter starts today. You will hear us next week talking about AutoML, ASML and 100 million euros for the Technical University of Eindhoven and much more. Until then, there's an important bread and butter episode with Dr. Martin Planck from Festo. How to deploy my machine learning models. Enjoy listening. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a new episode of our Industrial AI Podcast. My name is Robert Weber, and today we are talking about machine learning deployment, and I have one very, very interesting guest, and a warm welcome to Dr. Martin Planck from Festo. Hello, Martin. Hello, and good morning. Good morning. Before we start, Martin, please introduce yourself briefly to the audience. So, yeah, my name is Martin Planck. I work at Festo, and they're in the Department for Corporate Research and Innovation in the team for Advanced Development for Artificial Intelligence. And there, my job is to bring together automation technology and AI. But you are a mechanical engineer, right? Yep. I started at Festo in 2009 as a dual student and was studying mechatronics. And yeah, later on, then I did my master's degree in embedded systems. So I put a stronger focus on IT systems and IoT. And later on, back at Festo again, I did my PhD, form of an industrial promotion, and brought the mechatronics and automation technology together with the IT systems in the context of planning for IoT systems for energy-efficient factories. Yeah, very interesting. But now today we want to talk about ML deployment. Do you think this topic is the Champions League for industrial AI? Um, yes, because it connects a couple of things. So for on the one hand, we, we have all the IT stuff. We have the automation domain, which brings some special issues into the context. And yeah, it's, it's something different to bring AI to the automation environment than, for example, in e-commerce or, or other domains where we have all the data available in databases and we can access them in a structured way and stuff like that. I was your guest at your I.O. conference a few weeks ago and, and your boss, Ansgar Krivet, defined a little bit the future of Festo products. And he said, in the future, we will see a software-defined product packed with AI. And I thought, whoa, that is very ambitious. And I think a key role in this is the ML deployment. What does it mean? Where are the challenges? Are the two worlds coming together or are they still separated? How difficult and what is so difficult in this topic? So, yeah, I think we have to differentiate there. So on the one hand, we have automation components where we try to integrate AI into the into the firmware because there we have the challenge of uh, fast response times. And this is only achievable if we implement our AI uh, technology right into the chip level and have it running there. If it comes to 
machines so where we don't have a single component but a whole bunch of uh, components working together we have to consider this in in other ways and i think that we need other strategies for deploying ai models and i think nowadays this often is a bit neglected uh, within the process so we have the yeah, most common in industries the crisp dm the cross industry approach yeah <laughs> yeah and with all the business understanding data understanding etc but much smaller focuses on the deployment the integration the inference the monitoring and the management and i think this is really viable for making such solutions successful for automation but yeah i think in the lab you can have very good solutions and you can have a good uh, proof of concept and it it works fine but then you have to deploy it in the the real world what is so difficult to do that so yeah basically it's the well-known itot divide we, we still we're still facing in industry so yeah we have much longer iteration cycles uh, for automated machines and stuff i think it's also another style of programming where we still have this, for me as a more IT person, this retro feeling when it comes to programming of PLCs instead of the shiny uh, IT world where we have DevOps, build pipelines, automated testing, and stuff like that. And what I already mentioned is the accessibility of data. So we have a whole bunch of sensors in our machines, in our factories, but they are all below the PLC level and thus they are not that accessible for yeah, compared to other domains. Mm -hmm. And one, <laughs> one last point in IT, the approaches to have open protocols are quite new. So for example, like MQTT or OPCOA are quite new approaches for, for the industry. Yeah, and times are changing because we see a lot of PLCs which are going to be open or more open and with new programming languages you can work on these PLCs. But we have a lot of PLCs in the field that don't have the ability to do that, right? Yeah, absolutely. So this is also a big challenge for those to deliver the data we, we need for our AI approaches. And yeah, quite challenging. What are the faster approaches to solve this problem, this ML deployment? It depends. So if we're talking about faster components, the most often used approach is to embed our AI solutions right into the firmware. And if it comes to topics like predictive maintenance or energy monitoring or energy prediction, we have Festo AX in our portfolio. What is it? It's a software stack by Festo, which is capable of gathering all the data required, uh, then having a different ML models in order to analyze the data to derive if a maintenance is required or to estimate the energy consumption of a machine, for example. Okay, that's for faster products, right? So that sounds quite common or quite easy or quite solved, right? And not only is the system works on MQTT backbone, and uh, so we are capable of acquiring data from all different sources uh, we have in the factory and also from other PLCs. So the software stack is developed by your team or who is responsible for this stack? So I'm in the research department. Um, we're more on future technologies. The Festo AX stack comes from our business unit, Digital Business, and is also developed there. But we work together in many projects and some parts we develop in research and 
directly merged into the product. And this software stack, do I put it on the PLC or where is it situated in the in the factory? It depends on whatever the customers like. So it's a dockerized system and you can put it on the cloud. You can put it in your own server rooms or even on edge. So you're completely free uh, regarding uh, the hosting of the solution. And the last thing we, we developed is small building block for your PLC. You can easily integrate, for example, to monitor your pneumatic drives in your machine. What's the aim with the stack? What is technically on the stack? What is the architecture of the stack? How does this architecture look like? So from an architecture perspective, we have the data acquisition. So we have MQTT broker that is responsible for the inbound data and also for the outgoing data to connect to other devices and other machines. Then we have web-based user interface where all the management takes place, where we also can create dashboards to visualize the data coming from the machines. And the most important part is the AI. Uh, so we have the option to deploy and use different models in order to detect anomalies, to classify them, and to give the user hints where are the problems in my factory, where are issues, and what kind of issue are we facing. Is there also a possibility to create models by their own on the stack now? Not yet, I believe, but we are already working on it. We had our telephone call. You mentioned also you have four ways for deployment. And can you describe us these four ways? Yes, sure. So when it comes to deployment of machine learning models, not in the embedded way, as, as I mentioned before, we have to host our machine learning models um, on a server or in the cloud. And I think there are um, four different ways of doing that. So from a more lightweight uh, solution to full-featured, full-scaling and highly automated way. And those are on the more lightweight side uh, is the running simply running the code on a machine over containerized and runtime solutions up to the fully featured inference engines on the high side. And what do you prefer there? So it just strongly depends on, on your application. So if you have just prototype running in your lab, maybe you want to start with a simple deployment on a machine, but you have the advantages that this is very flexible, very lightweight, and you don't need any specific skills regarding inference engines and stuff like that. On the con side, you have still required a lot of manual work, for example, for the interfaces and stuff like that. And also, if it goes to production, you might face some difficulties regarding the maintenance and you got the classical works on my machine problem so this way might not be to recommend but it's super simple you just take your favorite programming language and framework and run it on your machine it's simple as that so if you go to the next step my opinion this would be to run it in a container so you're more flexible. It's still quite resource efficient and you've got all the um, benefits of containerization. Disadvantage, okay, it still requires some manual work. So you still need to implement an interface uh, for your machine learning model. I just might have some challenges um, with the debugging. And I would recommend this for the development 
phase or um, prototypes, maybe also for smaller and medium scale deployments. If I come to, or if, if it comes to uh, the deployment with the runtime, the advantages are, of course, it's very simple. It's optimized for execution speed with a lot of frameworks, and you get auto-generated APIs, monitoring, and also logging fun functionality. Disadvantages that those runtimes are often bound to a specific framework. So, for example, if you use uh, TorchSurf, you're bound to uh, Torch models, or if you use TensorFlow Serving, you're bound to TensorFlow. Or if it comes to ONNX, you first have to convert your model to an ONNX model to in order to run it on the... Is Festo part of the ONNX initiative? Don't think. Okay, okay, okay. And this is a way I would recommend for prototypes and small to medium scale de uh, deployments and also for large-scale uh, deployments in combination with container virtualization. So if you put the runtime into a container, I think you're ready to go on also on large scale. So and the yeah high end, but also most heavy solution would be to use an inference engine for the deployment. Um, all inference engines I know are based on Kubernetes clusters, so you would need this one as as a back end as your infrastructure, and then you can put all your machine learning models in a containerized way onto the cluster with help of the inference engine, which builds more or less a management infrastructure for your models. You can also split up your models into more containers and set them together. So you can outsource the pre and post processing. You can have one or more models, for example, for ensemble learning and stuff like that. And you get the complete monitoring, logging, versioning, rolling updates, automated scaling and stuff like that. So the full set of uh, features you might use, you have most commonly the support for all common frameworks. And yeah, it's quite great. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But what do you think, what is the most suitable way for industrial AI for a company in the industrial sector? If it comes to a large-scale scenario where you have to host more than one model, which might often be the case in a complete factory, I would say it's it's the inference engine. Yes, of course, you need the infrastructure. It has quite some it brings quite some complexity with it, and there is a learning curve <laughs> required uh, in order to use them. Absolutely, yeah. But in the long term, especially with regards to logging, monitoring, uh, versioning, there are lots of features you want to have if you have it on a factory scale. But when you look generally on the industrial sector, what are the most questions the guys are asking? What are the most problems they are facing? I think one main issue is that it's most common not in the focus to consider the deployment. So there are lots of books and informations and tutorials about how to create a model, how to make all the feature engineering, how to train models, how to evaluate them. But there is quite less um, information if it comes to the deployment. And I think this is a real challenge because everybody has to figure out on his own um, what's the best way and um, discover solutions and play around with them. So there is, I believe, no real best practice yet. And there's no standard, right? Exactly. This, this comes in addition. So we have 
quite a few frameworks. And I think this is also a good thing that we have the opportunity to choose whatever model fits best for the application. But this also brings a bit of complexity into into the system. What is your opinion? Why is there no publications, no no information? Because it always depends on on every use case? Or why is there no discussion about this topic? Because it's not sexy enough to talk about ML deployment in, in, in the industrial sector? It's too complicated? Or are they less use cases where it's happening? Or what do you think? Is there not enough information about this topic? So what I noticed in the last two to three years, I would say that there is increasing activity in in this topic so i think it's it got noticed and things are changing and we got more and more well-documented inference engines also as open source projects and i think there's a change in there and i think that there is no uh, or that there is less information about how to implement such systems in an industry scale is that this topic is quite new comparably new yes so there all the players are still trying out and uh, developing the best practice right now yeah you mentioned this topic embedded ai in festo products do you think in my opinion when you're now i hear your opinion i think the future will be totally embedded because everything else is too complicated for industrial scaling or for the industrial sector I think it depends. So yes, a lot of functionality will be embedded right into the component. Other functionalities will be embedded into the PLC code, but on the machine or factory level, you might face some issues if you embed your functionality totally. So for example, on, on the component level, this would require, or an, an update of your machine learning model will require firmware update. And if a machine is once running, um, you might not want to touch it yeah. <laughs> any yeah. long, and, anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and this is the challenge here. Also, the same goes for PLCs and PLC programs. Once the machine is running and get the improvements um, that this machine is safe as it is, nobody likes to touch it, to, to touch it again. <laughs> and I think this makes it necessary to have another level for AI models on the factory level, especially for monitoring tasks and less time-critical tasks you, you want to solve there. I visited the Hannover Messe Trade Fair show. I think you already was there. Yes. There's one trend about this virtual PLC. Do you think that this could be a solution to make it easier? So with virtual PLC, you mean that the PLC is running in the cloud? Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. That it's running on the cloud or on the edge in a server room uh, next to the machine or uh, elsewhere. Because then it's more, more, it's more an IT topic. Then you know. I think this might be a trend, but with limitations. So what we'll always will need is the fast inputs and outputs right at the machine level. So there will always. My belief uh, in the in the next 20 years, there will st still be um, some kind of device near the machine. But if you look at the architecture of PLCs, um, it's already going in the direction of normal PCs and normal server technologies we, we have there. 
for example, with edge devices that come with PLC functionality and so on. And if this is the case, then we're the, the two areas of IT and OT are um, coming closer together. And then it might happen that it's not bound to the um, PLC hardware and more on the virtual or it's it's a more virtual thing as as you phrased it perfect martin it was a pleasure to talk to you thank you for your four ways of machine learning deployment thank you very much and greetings to eslan thank you thank you for having me